You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. It is 8.04am and we're excited here for another week with our listeners in every way. And we have been having some fabulous discussions here this morning on a variety of topics. Right now we have our next quiz question, please, Matthew. Sure do. And it says here, what did God say through Isaiah that he would restore to the Israelites so that they would be called the city of righteousness? And once again, what did God say through Isaiah? that he would restore to the Israelites, so they would be called the city of righteousness. Now, if I can give a reference for, for folk where they could find that, it's in Isaiah 1 and verse 26, just to give them a bit of help. Okay, so here are the choices. Is it A, trials and tribulations? Is it B, gold and riches? C, judges and counsellors? Or is it D, peace and prosperity? So you have one in 25% chance of actually getting the answer right. So what did God say through Isaiah? That he would restore to the Israelites so that they would be called the city of righteousness. Was it A, trials and tribulations? Was it B, gold and riches? C, judges and counsellors? Or was it D, peace and prosperity? Uh, text us in your answer on 0491064669 and you'll go in the draw for our two prizes um, that are drawn this Friday morning at quarter to nine on Friday. And the two prizes are, it is the hardcover Bible, New King James Version Bible uh, from, by It Is Written, which is um, a popular uh, Christian show on TV and the study helps are actually done. The studies that you can actually then find your answers for in the Bible are by um, uh, Pastor John Bradshaw. And the second one that we have is by Norman Gully, which is Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory. Of course, looking at uh, the, the issues between good and evil and showing Bible prophecy explains the history of the past 2,000 years. And uh, Norman Gully actually wrestles with such thorny topics as the problem of evil, the theory of evolution, God's foreknowledge versus human freedom and atonement. And he actually exposes Satan's Trojan Horse strategy to separate mankind from Jesus. And of course, Jesus being being the ultimate deliverer and he shows how he can confidently survive in the last days only by clinging to Jesus, which, you know, Jesus is our answer in every way. He's coming back soon and he offers each one of us salvation. All he wants is for each one of us to respond each day um, is we have the chance. Every moment of every day we have the chance. Hey, we ran really short um, today, unfortunately. So Sorry, just text us in your answers again on 0491 to that question on what did God say through the Isaiah that he would restore the Israelites so they could be called the city of righteousness was it A, trials and tribulations B, gold and riches C, judges and counsellors or D, peace and prosperity we want to come back um, to finish off a whole lot better what we had with our interview with Kelvin Langman on weird and wacky things are you there Kelvin we've got you back on deck have we we've got you on air we've got you on air so you were unpacking the whole story of Elisha and the Shunammite woman um, from Second Kings and Gehazi, you know, his servant. And Gehazi actually asked the woman, you know, as she was running to him about her little boy who had died. And he said, you know, is everything all right? She said, yeah, everything's all right. No, I'm all right. Hubby's all right, basically. You know, she said, everything's all right. But she passed by and she was kind of pushed him aside and she wanted to go to Elisha. That was really significant. She wanted to tell uh, uh, Gehazi, she wanted to tell Elisha. And then on top of that, when Elisha actually did go over, he lay on 
on the boy and he and he breathed into him and the boy sneezed seven times and you were just unpacking about the sneezing and the meaning of the seven times. Can we unpack that a bit more, please? Yes. So the seven is God's perfection. So sneezing yes. in ancient times, sneezing was an indication of life or having life brought back to you. Mm-hmm. So often when you get sick... You'll sneeze, but you feel better and you can recover. Like they, they associated sneezing with recovering. Uh, it could also go the other way, but when you, when you turn that point, um, you sneeze and you get rid of whatever's irritating you and you start to, to get better. And the same, same with, with your physical life, sneezing can often be part of associated with uh, healing. So with your spiritual life, sneezing is also part of your eternal life, your spiritual life. Um, so there are breaths or there are sneezes that are associated with living eternally and your future life with God. That's interesting because scientifically they say when you sneeze, it's your immune system that's being boosted. Wow. So it actually yeah, it causes an increase. Yep. yep. So, yeah, what I, want, I, I wanted to share with you was that there are, there's significance. Even when you look at it and you go, well, why seven? But when you go looking like... In First John, the letter of First John actually goes through and discusses all of when you become a new Christian, when you become born again, there are seven breaths of life or seven stages that you go through in your early journey to become um, right with God. Love that. And you actually mentioned some Bible verses to us too when we were off air, didn't you? So yes, did you want to did we want to unpack those in the next four minutes or so that we have in this segment? Yeah, I have, I've done you a little bit of a disservice. Yeah. There's, there's quite a lot in this and there's a lot more to unpack, but it's, it's really good and it's really exciting. So let's have a look at First John chapter 2. Yep. And if someone can share verses 3, 4 and 5, please. Oh, these are some of my favourites. I've got big stars next to mine in the Bible. It says, Now this, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a lie and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Yes, yeah, so w- this is specifically referring to obedience. So when mm. you become aligned with God, when you fall in love with God, when you become newborn, born again, one of the things is obedience. So let's have a look, if we can look at the next verse, v- uh, chapter 1, verse 7. Okay, it says this, <clears throat> Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment it's, is the word which you had heard from the beginning. Is this First John? So did you say First John, Kelvin? First John chapter 1, verse 7. It talks about walking in the oh, light. Oh, chapter 1, verse 7. First John chapter oh, 1, verse so 7. So I've gone backwards to chapter 1 now, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Yeah, yeah so sorry. it says there you recognize someone that they're born again because they walk in the light. So let's go back to chapter 2 again. Mm-hmm. So chapter 2 and verse 29. So there's an action that's associated with... Uh, Okay. With new spiritual life. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Yes, yeah, so when you see someone that is righteous, you know that the Spirit of God is within them. Let's have a look at chapter 3 and verse 9. I got that one this time. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Yeah, so that's, this is very important because not only do you start doing the right thing, but you stop Doing the wrong thing. You don't continue in sin. So thank you for that. So uh, while we're in chapter 3, let's have a look at verse 14. 
Mm-hmm. And it says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. So when you become born in, uh, born again, when you become new with God, you become very aware of your brother, of your sister, of those around you. <sighs> you know, so your focus is off yourself and it's on to others. You're, who is my neighbor? So let's ha- look at, um, Chapter 3 and verse 24. Verse 24 says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. Yeah, so the Spirit is present. If someone doesn't have the Spirit, then you know they're not truly born again. So let's have a look. One more verse. So this is the seventh sneeze. So this one's in chapter Mm 5, and it's verse 4. Yep. 5 verse 4 says this, First John 5 verse 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So you can tell someone is born again because they have victory. If they have vices, if they have something in their life that they can't you know, remove the shackles, as soon as they become born again, those shackles fall away and they're, they're free. They're free in Christ. Mm, love what you're saying there. Yes. Wow. That, and that's complete. There's that whole completion right there, isn't it? Because yes. like, you know, in the Bible, number seven, as we've said, is perfection and completion. And yep. that can only be by having that victory in Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yeah. So we often wonder who is filled with the spirit. Well, here it goes through and qualifies and says, you can tell someone is born again. You can tell that they have the spirit of God in them if they have these seven things. But this is the beginning of new life. Wow, love it, love it. And which is exactly what happened with this little boy. He sneezed seven times. And was brought back to life physically. Yep. Physically brought back to life. That is really powerful. So, And it's also that Elisha breathed that breath into him. And I just think of, you know, how with Adam and Eve, you know, when God created, he breathed that breath of life into them. And yep. then there was life, there isn't was it? There was intimacy, a relationship, absolutely. Wow, wow. So great seven points right there in the first book of John. Go back and read First John, which is towards the end of the Bible, and you'll thoroughly enjoy it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 So we've just been finishing off our segment with Kelvin Langwin that we could have done for so, so much longer. But, you know, tying that together, of course, was the story of the little boy, of the Shunammite woman, and how, you know, with Gehazi and Elisha um, and the little boy, basically how Elisha breathed the breath of life into the Shunammite's uh, young boy. Um, And, of course, yeah, that is the powerful thing, isn't it, Kelvin, about how God breathed that breath of life, you know, into Adam. Um, um, and just that intimate uh, intimacy right there um, and that there was life and that in this case here, Elisha did exactly the same and here that number seven um, signifies that. So we'll just repack those seven points again as we tie this off and move into our next segment. But sneezing was about life, you know, and of course you mentioned spiritual life. Is that right, that it signified yep. that? Yep. It was a symbol of um the physical life and the sneezing that this boy had was an indication that he was brought back to life. But God is in, in, he's concerned with our physical life more so with our spiritual life. Mm, love and, it. And there are seven steps or seven indications of our spiritual awakening mm-hmm. or our spiritual rebirth. Mm-hmm. And they are obedience, mm-hmm. walking in the light, doing righteousness, 
ceasing to live in sin. There's a love of your fellow brethren. There is the witness of the Holy Spirit, but there is also the overcoming of the world. Wow. Wow. So those, those seven breaths of life, like when you become spiritually born again, they are your brand new breaths of life for your symbolizing your new beginning, your new life in God. And you, because you've got to remember, Jesus came to this world because he, he preached to the dead. Mm. Um, but people were alive and living. Yeah, I was just going to start, add so, that. So that segment we need to add. Yeah, they were spiritually it. dead, you say. They were spiritually dead. Yeah. Physically alive, but spiritually, spiritually dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the focus. We've got to look at the duality here. It's life and death are sometimes physical, sometimes it's spiritual, and you've got to try and unpack that. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. So thanks so much, Kelvin. Just fabulous stuff there. Again, it just shows us how important it is to go and dig into God's Word, but also to allow ourselves to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, that new life, that, 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 that new birth that gives us life, um, not just the physical life, but most importantly, our spiritual life in every way. Um, so those seven points. Thanks again, Kelvin. And we're grateful that you're going to be staying here for our further Bible segment too. Hey, I'm going to repeat question four as well from our quiz question. We've had a text or two come through. So we don't generally do this last week. We did, but we're just going to repeat question four one more time. What did God say through Isaiah that he would restore to the Israelites so that they would be called the city of righteousness? Was it A, trials and tribulations, B, gold and riches, C, judges and counsellors, or was it D, peace and prosperity? Text us in on 0491-064-669. We are also just want to apologise because around that time, probably when we were just doing that quiz question or, and also when we are doing some of Kelvin's segment, we noticed that for a very short while our stations dropped out. And they quickly came back, thankfully. Um, so we are back um, back to our normal. I think there's only a couple of stations that are still missing, but we do want to apologise. We don't know the reason. We actually did make contact straight away with our um, main guys in Melbourne, and thankfully we are all back on air. So if you just missed some of that, that's why we also repeated that quiz question, and we're hoping that we are live streaming to you well and truly now once again. Okay, in our study, Bible study time, we have been unpacking about mission. Last week we unpacked, of course, a fabulous series looking at um, motivation and preparation for mission. We actually looked at Luke chapter 24 about how the women went to the tomb and then how also Peter went to the tomb. They found that the tomb where Jesus had been buried, he was actually resurrected and then he appeared to them in the upper room in the book of Acts. We actually see that. And of course, how the gospel message then spread. They didn't keep it to themselves, the good news gospel, that's what it means, is good news. When we have good news you cannot hold it to yourself, can we? Yeah, we love to share here. That's what, I mean, Faith FM loves to share good news. And so this week we're actually starting looking at mission to my neighbour. So let's actually look at a few verses and we're going to unpack that as we actually go along. And let's actually have a look at Luke chapter 10 and verse 25. I'm wondering, uh, Matthew, you're going to that one, are you? That's correct. Luke chapter 10. Kelvin, I'm wondering if you could also then go to 1 Corinthians 15 verse 30 to 32. 
Um, and I'm also going to find another one here. But we also, we here at Faith FM like to read from God's Word so that you don't just take what we are saying and what we are sharing, that it's not just our thoughts, but that we are taking it directly from from God's word. Now, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. When we actually look at it, in the Bible, actually, we're actually told in Luke 10, verse 27, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. Now, so just before we go to those verses that I've mentioned, let's just mention those things. There's some really crucial things here when we actually look at Luke 10, verse 27. It says "He love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and what well, a bit of your strength and maybe maybe your mind all of it it says all doesn't it and they're all crucial ones so it says all of your heart how hard is it for sorry let's say the heart why the heart well i know one verse that says the heart is deceitful above all things who, who can know it mm. it's deceitful it's quite selfish absolutely what are your thoughts there kelvin why the heart and why then also the soul and with strength in your mind as well the bible talks about Human beings are made up of two parts. There's mm-hmm. the outer bit. And when someone says, how are you? I go, yeah, I'm well, I'm well, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm inside, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Yes. But when you go, Danuta, you say to me, no, no, Kelvin, I know you. What's wrong with you? Tell me. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, yeah, well, deep down, I'm not feeling too good because, you know, something went wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we had crows or ravens stealing things out of my backyard. And, um, so <laughs> Did you, I do that to you too? They're coming to my fruit we, trees we at the moment. Ravens, yes, this week. Um, so you, when someone knows someone, you, you want to know at that deeper level. And mm-hmm. I think all of us, like we've got this inner person and God is concerned with our inner, inner person, the heart of that's man. Mm, absolutely. Because that's the inner part of us, isn't it? That's the heartbeat, you know. That, that's what we beat with and then that's what actually impacts also. And that's where our emotions really start, isn't it, with the heart. And that affects our mind. You know, we actually have fabulous interviews here by Jennifer Skuse on Wednesdays on emotional health. And she says the heart and the, and the mind are so interconnected, aren't they, very strongly. And so here God says with all of your heart, like, you know, cause our God loves us to bits intimately, abundantly. He wants us to have an abundant life and he wants us to respond in with that. And so here then, and, and then on John 4 20 also states, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for does, does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? What are your thoughts on that verse? When yeah oh you, you, yeah one of you respond you looked at each other but come on one. <laughs> um yeah it says get in the uh, first John four eight that God is love mm-hmm. and He's the source of love and we see that indica- indicative with His giving of Jesus fully mm. and it's no ordinary Son it's an eternal Son where He's lavished an infinite value on us so it must be that important where He wants to take away uh, this this life that we have because of sinning and selfishness leads unto death. Uh, so we got a, we haven't got an infinite life, we've got a finite life. And God's exchanged that. It begs the question, why would he do that? Yeah, so abs- we're, we're absolutely. Remain in his image. It must be important to him to want to save us. Absolutely. And so on that point, can you read for us Luke 10 verse 25? This is the parable of the Good Samaritan and a lawyer comes to Jesus. So, you know, and it kind of answers the question. So the topic today is question of questions. Who are we? Why are we here? What happens when we die? Those kind of questions. What is our ultimate fate? But here's the question that he actually asked God, Jesus. It says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, 
What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Okay, and tomorrow we're going to unpack that even more about Jesus' response. But it's an interesting question. What is he actually? Say? What's he actually saying here, Matthew? What's he actually? Yeah. That there's some sort of deed he's got to fulfil in order to get to heaven, which I think it's 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 deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kelvin. What are your thoughts with that? We've all we've all got opportunities. We've all got times where we need to speak up. We need to give our testimony. Yeah. And all of us, all we need to do is just speak the truth, what God has placed on our hearts. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Show with Danuta and Matt, Matthew, and also Kelvin is in with us today for our Bible study time. And Pete is filling in for Shell today. So it's a whole new team here today. Um, and we're excited to be here to be studying. So our last quiz question for today before we continue our Bible study time, please, Matt. In Psalms, what measured distance does it say that God has removed our sins from us? Read that again. In Psalms, what measured distance does it say that God has removed our sins from us. Okay, text us in your answer on 0491064669 and you will go into the draw on on our, our draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning and you'll go in the draw to win the New King James Version Bible that is actually produced by It Is Written and also the second book which is a Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory and actually showing how Bible prophecy explains the history of the last 2,000 years and of course theory of evolution. Evolution, problem of evil, God's foreknowledge of um, versus human freedom and Christ's atonement and how we can survive in the last days through clinging to Jesus. Okay, continuing on with our Bible study time, we're unpacking the question of questions. We looked at um, the question that the, that the lawyers um, came to Jesus and asked him, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit internal life? And he t- said, Matthew, of course, he was asking what to do. And I've actually got in brackets, we know how I like to write in my Bible, I put doing. And of course, the thing is, that instantly talks about his thinking of works-based salvation, but we know that it's it's far, it's 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 more than that. In the fact that it's it's not so much more than that that we are saved by grace through faith through Jesus Christ. That is really crucial, isn't it? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we just let go of our obedience, as you covered earlier, and things, Kelvin, isn't it? And yep. so you were saying during the break that this really links to Gehazi, and you've actually got the verses, if you could read to us, and then unpack that, what you were saying during the break to us, yep. which was fantastic, on First Corinthians 15, verse 30 to 32, please. Yep, starting at 30. And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. Mm. If in the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me if the dead do not rise? Oh, bang, there's a few bangers right there. (laughs) Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. I find this is quite... it's insightful, isn't it? Like here we've got a verse talking about the dead, (laughs) and we've just been speaking about the dead. Because Jesus said that he came to this world... To bring the dead to life. And yes. When, when he was looking for disciples, um, one of his disciples said, I've got to go bury my father. And he said, no, no, let the dead, dead. bury, the, bury dead. the dead. How can dead people bury dead people? Yeah, that's it's, right. it's crazy. Unless, of course, he's speaking metaphorically mm-hmm. and he's talking about spiritual death mm-hmm. and, and spiritual life mm. and physical death and physical life. Absolutely. So it makes, like, makes sense here. He's talking about um, if the dead do not rise, like what, what we need is... A, a spiritual awakening. Yes. Jesus is concerned with our physical life, but so much more with our spiritual life. He really wants to make 
He wants a place in heaven for everyone, but he wants everyone to make that choice to decide to be there in heaven with him. Love it and love what you're saying. And you also are saying, you know, earlier too that, you know, this links really well with the story of Gehazi. Yes. So Gehazi was sent with the the staff from Elisha. That's right. So Elisha is a man of God who has the double portion of God, remember? Absolutely. From Elijah. Single, yep. From Elijah. Well, yes. from God, but via Elijah. Yes. Yep. So here is someone sent with the double power of God with the staff and he lays it upon the child and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And you, how disappointed would you be? Very. But Gehazi was a man, and later on we read about how he was he was attracted by wealth and he took the 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 gifts that Naaman gave yes. that should have been you know, turned away. Mm. He, he went back behind Elisha's back, took those gifts, and then he got uh, leprosy pronounced upon him. Mm. Because this man, you've got to remember, he was not filled. He, he, even though he was right next to a man of God, he himself had no relationship with God, and he did not have the love of God, the Spirit of God moving in him. So even though he put that staff on the boy's mouth, no power. there was no spiritual power, no life in him. Absolutely, and that's a real... A real good example, isn't it, of the fact that here's two people trying to do the same thing. One is filled by the Spirit, as in Elisha, and one is not filled by the Spirit, but outwardly is appearing to be looking as though they're filled by the Spirit. And that's the difference, isn't it? And when we talk yep. even about the verse that I read earlier about, um, you know, from, from Luke, that, you know, we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. There's that heart thing, isn't it, right there? Yeah. <laughs> That's the inner man. That's the inner man. That's the innermost. 100% part. the inner man, hey, isn't it? So this is it. Like God's concerned about the outside, but so much more about the inside of us. So, that's right. And so he knows, God knows. We think we can hide it from other people, but God knows exactly what's happening in our inner heart, in our inner inner man, in a, in a woman, you know, yes. in a being, we yes. would basically say. We think we can, you know, cheat on other people, in a, you know, in that sort of way because it says, you know, we're then liars, you know. But the thing is here, right here, classic example of one was able to raise the boy to life and the other one didn't because spiritually one one was not only awakened but alive yep. alive yeah. you know yeah. spiritually I thought as well one like with Elijah, Elisha he is giving full-hearted service to God Gehazi sounds like a man is half-hearted at least yes yeah yeah There's an outward appearance but the thing is unless you're changed from the inside you're That's outside right. we, we spoke about obedience and obedience is important but unless you've got the right motive Unless you're doing it for the right reasons, it's totally a waste of effort. Absolutely. That's right. And the obedience isn't like if we, if it's a works based salvation of the whole doing that the lawyer is actually asking Jesus, it's actually to be saved, right? But whereas if there's that inner change, that spiritual awakening, the spiritual life that is alive in Christ, you know, because the power of the Holy Spirit, then it is that it is a response to God Amen. because we have been saved. Yes. One is to be saved, one is because we are saved. saved. Massive difference, difference, isn't it, right there yeah. in the thing. And 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 you know, and like you said earlier too, Kelvin, you were just saying about, you know, let the dead bury the dead. Is that whole spiritually dead, you know, when when we are spiritually dead, we cannot give life to others. And in this sense, you know, we may not be raising others like Jesus did, like raising them to life as in physically, but when we share Jesus and God's word with other people, our testimony, our story of what Jesus has done in our lives, and when we actually take them to God's word, we actually 
do bring them to life. God, we are God's servant. We are God's, you know, um, servant through, through who and how life comes to other people. How else would they ever find out? You and know, it's a transformative life too. Yeah. yeah. And what, what have you, I know you've got something to uh, say there. You just, like, yet again, we're transformed. We're changed. Transformed. Yeah. That's right. Um, and the, in Revelation, I think it is, it talks about how we're, Gold refined in the fire seven times. Yeah, right there. And we're purified and purified purified. and purified. The closer we get to God, the more pure we become. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? And so the closer we get to God, what can tend to happen is we actually see our sin, the depth of our sin so much more. But here's the beautiful thing. We also at the same time see the beauty and the grace and the love of God so much more. And so, yeah, Matt. I was going to say, and you're able to – Transmit that love to others as you come closer yes. to God. You have the heart of God to convey that gospel to others. You see people more in need than people just in need of want. Absolutely. And so that genuineness, us doing it for the right reasons and not because we want them on a hook or anything like that, but because we are genuinely wanting to see people have eternal life and salvation. So as we always say here on Faith FM, we want to actually encourage you. If you have not given your heart to Jesus, you know, give your heart to him today. Speak to him as a friend. He's your personal friend. Just like we are talking here, you can reach out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't know you, but I want to know you. I want to have you in my life. I want to give my heart to you today. I'm sorry for my sins. I repent of my sins, the wrongs I have done. Um, and he will take you right on in. He embraces you. Jesus is waiting for you today to respond to him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Matthew and Kelvin has been on today too and we also have Pete filling in for um, for Shell as well today. Okay, it has come time for us to give our answers to our quiz questions. The first question was, what was the nature of Mephibosheth's disability? He was lame in the feet. It would be a horrible thing, hey, to be lame in the feet, but, you know, he, yeah, so he was lame in the feet. The second one, in Acts 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? The answer is in Asia. Asia. That's actually a really interesting story too, isn't it? Because um, like you said, Matt, when you were reading that out, the thing is that um, uh, in, you know, the Holy Spirit usually prompts us to do things and to share the gospel message and to preach in every way. Um, and so the thing is that, that basically, yeah, it, um, in this case, Kelvin, would you like to, have you got the Bible passage there? Yeah, and uh, well, chapter, we can read it. Acts chapter uh, 16, and what did you say, verse 16? Verse uh, 6, please. Oh, sorry, 6. Okay. Actually, from 6 to 10, because the whole thing gives us a bit of context and makes sense for us. Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they assayed to go into Bithynia. But the spirit suffered them not, and they passed by Magia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavoured to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Yes. So here's an interesting thing. The Holy Spirit actually forbid them to preach in Asia. And the reason was 
that they were then being sent on to, of course, to Macedonia. And in the, in the verses that follow on from there, very specifically Philippi as well, wasn't it? We read that in verse uh, 12 and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia. And there's this fabulous story that follows on that Lydia is actually got this group, this gathering on Sabbath. She is actually leading the congregation, the, those that are fellowshipping together. Um, and verse 14, now a certain woman named Lydia heard, heard us and she was a cell of purple of the city in Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And of course, then her whole household were actually baptized. So the Holy Spirit forbid them in Asia. Forbid them in Asia and basically then, you know, um, you know, got them to, um, uh, to move on to Macedonia, specifically Philippi, because there were others that would actually respond to the working of the Holy Spirit in every way. So, um, that's the exciting thing, basically, that we actually see. And it's interesting, God doesn't always tell you what to do. But he certainly gives you guidance that tells you what not to do. That's what like, you know, we're looking for open doors. Yeah. We're looking for open doors, but even a closed door can be an indication from God. Yes. You know? And oh, and I love what you said because my mind then went for us in ministry. We get calls to different places as pastors, or in the case of Matt studying, you're studying theology. ministry and theology, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And you'll actually get the call, and you're going to need to do, pray to the Lord, not just say yes straight away, but. Pray. Do you really want me there? Yeah. yeah, do you really want me there? And so there'll be open and closed doors. And you've probably sensed the same, haven't you, Kelvin? Yeah, I've had so many times in my life, like you think, you know, this is the way I want to go, God. Is that what you want me to do? And it's like sometimes the no answer is actually an answer. Yes, no, that's it, that's it. Okay, our last three quiz questions. In the parable, what did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? They beat him up, unfortunately. What did God say through Isaiah that he would restore to the Israelites so that they would be called the city of righteousness? The answer there was C, judges and counsellors. And then in Psalms we have we. what measured distance does it say that God has removed our sins from us? And the answer there is, Matt? As far as the east is from the west. Oh, wow. And how far is that? Can't measure it. Immeasurable. <laughs> Immeasurable. It keeps on going on and on and on and on. And in opposite directions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the amazing thing. So, yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. The greatest word for that is infinity. Infinity, infinity, you know, and that's, I mean, that's what eternal life is forever and evermore. And so abounding is, is his, his, um, love for us. And so far has he moved our transgressions from us, our sins from us. That's the exciting thing. We have a great, great God in every sort of way. So we hope you've enjoyed our segment today and our quiz questions. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly. Thank you so much, Matt, for filling in for Lawson. Have you enjoyed your time today? Oh, it's been a blast with uh, Kelvin's yeah, information. Absolutely. And Kelvin, thank you so much. I'm happy to chat. Like, you guys I know, no, I know. Here. I was, when I'm listening <laughs> on the radio, I miss out. I was like, I love being here and being part of it. Absolutely. We love having you here too. We were unpacking that even more when we were off air, weren't we? There's so much more that we could have shared, but you've already planned your next segment for next time when you're coming, which is great. Hey, get ready to our listeners um, to text in the word book on 0491064669 for our free giveaway. The free giveaway is Beyond Death Store. We've been talking today about uh, the resurrection, you know, uh, the Shunammite woman's little boy actually being brought back to life by Elisha. And then we unpacked 
a little bit about this is eternal life. And sometimes people get the two kind of merged in the wrong kind of way. There is eternal life, but is there life that we go directly to heaven? What happens when we die? This answers that question. What happens beyond death's door? The Bible actually unpacks it in every way. And this is by Gerald Wheeler. So text us in the word book if you actually want to know this and examine what the Bible and the science for truth about the afterlife and discover what is one of the first lies told humanity has been taught um, the gospel truth for thousands of years. But what is the true thing that the Bible says about death and the beauty of the resurrection of life through Jesus, the hope of being reunited with Jesus and our loved ones? What does the Bible really say that in the right kind of way? So we're excited. We want you to have a great day in every sort of way. Remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Securely fold you God be with